Alright, ladies and gentlemen, moviegoers of all stripes, welcome to the Movie Morgue, the movie autopsy podcast, where we cut movies open and see what makes them tick. I'm your host, Silvio Emery. And I'm Annie Neller. And returning... And I'm the special guest. Yeah, special guest, John <laughs> Donahue. And today, we are cutting into <laughs> Justice League. Uh... <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> this movie is stopping me from being able to breathe. John, oh nothing. Gosh. John, you are stopping you from being able to breathe. I don't, look, the listeners don't know about my bad lungs. Well, they do now. Should have mind all that Because you told them. I mean, Doc was going to tell them. And Cole, please, Doc, I would not last 20 seconds in a coal mine unless it's one of those GE coal mines where they think it's a good idea to use 16 tons in an ad. <laughs> 16 tons, woody. Who the fuck approved that? Anyways, so we're talking about <laughs> Justice League. Let's just go ahead. Uh, Justice League 2017, beginning of the DCEU, which is not what they're actually calling it, but I'm going to call it that because it's fucking funny. And... Uh, let's just say, let's talk about, let's talk about the DCE universe for a second. Just to talk, kind of talk about where we are here. How do we like the DCE, like, film canon, I guess? <laughs> I've, I've seen this, and I've seen Wonder Woman, and I've seen the animated series is, I've, I mean, to be fair, I love everything Bruce Timm has ever done, so the DCAU is just really close to my heart. I, I'm aware. You've talked about Bruce Timm a lot to me, Doc. Yeah, I've also talked about the one girl in high school he didn't get. He keeps fucking drawing, but that's a wholly different podcast. Annie, let's talk about you and the DC <laughs> filmic universe. Ooh. Um, I saw Wonder Woman, and that was okay. I Batman versus Superman though was um precisely <laughs> it was it was farting noise that's the only way to describe it okay um, so I think I've actually you? all right well actually I'm gonna open this back up because I don't think I was really clear enough but what I'm actually talking yeah. about is like film and the DC universe in general Superman Batman all that jazz Green <sighs> Lantern like uh, not this current attempt but just the context of the DC universe in film, in general. Like, do we have any favorites? Do we have anything? Like, do we love Christian Bale? Do we hate Christian Bale? Who's our favorite? That kind of shit. Like, just have some fun okay. with it and talk about where we are coming into this movie. Because we got a lot to go into in this movie. Oh, that's actually and, a good point. Yeah. So, so I had totally forgotten that all of the Batman movies that came before this were a part of the DC universe because they're of such a different level of quality. And... <laughs> And tone. I'm sorry. Okay, you know what? Let's, let's go down the list. Favorite Batman movie. Favorite Batman movie. Annie. It's Dark Knight. Dark Knight. John. Mask of the Phantasm. My oh boy! God, my why? boy! <laughs> How dare you. Okay, since you've taken Mask of the Phantasm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Return of the Joker, just to change it up a bit. Oh, shoot. Return of the Joker is also... Okay, really tell you good. what, John. Since I had Mask of the Phantasm on VHS, do you want Return of the Joker and I'll take Mask of the Phantasm? Uh, okay, we'll trade. We'll, we'll trade. trade. I'll take Return of the Joker. You can have Mask of the Phantasm. Because, let's let's face it, I, I had that shit on VHS when I was, like, nine. So, what this happens if you try to fight me on this is I will end up doing the chant from the intro and no one wants that. 
No. Uh, nobody wants no, they no, don't. no chanting. No chanting. <laughs> okay, so uh, Batman's pretty good. Superman, favorite Superman, Annie. Uh, I don't really like Superman as a hero. If you had know, to I, choose, ugh, I like Christopher Reeves. His version was pretty good. Uh, the first one, yeah, whatever, whatever that was called, which I think it was called Superman. John, um, what about you? Uh, uh, Superman in Justice League Unlimited. Okay. Okay. All right. We're we're, we're accepting it. See, John, again, you're taking the wind out of my sails because I was actually going to be much cleverer because the Fleischer (laughs) Brothers 1940, I think, eight Superman cartoons were shown in theaters. They're single reel films. So technically those are theatrical releases, even if they are not feature films. Also, they're fucking gorgeous. If you like animation, if you like Superman, go check that out because those are just... They're still beautiful today. They're like 70 years old and they're just fucking gorgeous. Wow, this is like the first time on this podcast where I don't feel like the nerdiest person here. Me Batman, me Batman mucho like. <laughs> okay. I think I should leave you and John alone. No, 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 no. When, when, when I, no here, here, here's the thing. When I was a kid, my mom would often go on business conferences to like, you know, school conferences to like Hong Kong and shit. And whenever she did... Yeah. My dad would surreptitiously sneak out into the night, go to Toys R Us, and come back with, some, like, from fucking Legends of the Dark Knight action figures. I had, like, eight Batman, Batman by the end of it. And those were my favorite fucking toys for years and years and years. I don't even know any of their, like, original, like, this one has this feature and is from this guy. I don't give a shit. They're just like, this is the okay. pointy one, this is the stubby one, this one's Robin, you know, this is the shiny one. Like, th- th- that's it, like. This is my fucking nerdy this ass is, shit. I really like Batman. I really like Batman. Peoples. And I really hate this movie. So let's just, let's okay. review. What do we think of, uh, what did we think of uh, Justice League? I, I Justice keep trying to call League. it Batman versus Superman because it's just the same. It's, it's part two of that movie. And I hate it. Basically. John, if you had to review this movie, what would your like sentence long review of um, Justice League be? This movie was made by an algorithm. <laughs> and not a good algorithm. No. Like a crappy Twitter. No, a bad button. algorithm. This is like Generation yeah. 1 algorithm. Yeah. Uh, Annie, what do you think? Um, I think that I would have to call this Batman the Dark World. Oh! See, because that was going to be one of my loglines for Toadine is like, this is the Iron Man 2 of the DC of the DC EU, but they don't have an Iron Man 1. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, this is, uh, we're going to be a little mean tonight because this movie kind of deserves it. Christian so. Bale will never talk to me again. I don't know. Look, got... <laughs> What are you gonna say, John? Look, I found things to uh, I found things to enjoy in Transformers: The Last Night, and I did not enjoy a single moment of this movie. That's almost impressive, actually. So let's go to the toe tag. Let's just quickly get. By the way, welcome to Spoiler Town, because fuck it. Yeah. And uh, let's just <laughs> give our brief like. So what I want to do with for toe tag this time is just give like a two to three sentence description of the movie each. So I'm going to say is uh, Justice League is the best Green Lantern movie ever put to film. Justice League was was, uh, 
no, Justice League was actually just worse than the mall pizza I had after <laughs> watching God. Justice League. That's mean, but that's accurate. Annie? Um, oh, God, Justice League. Sadly, Jason Momoa's abs could not save this movie. That would be my one review, I think. I think I much prefer the working title, Waiting for Superman. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, this is kind of like Deus Ex Machina minus the Deus Ex Machina for most of the movie. Yeah. Uh, this is also known as Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Sequel. Uh, but PowerPoint presentation, just everything. Oh, I, my God. Yeah. It does, it does actually feel like a PowerPoint presentation. Like, this movie dragged for me. Yep. All right, so let's just start cutting open. Um, dissection, general comments. Okay, John, did you have anything you liked? Um... <laughs> because I will put words in your mouth. Because I know something you did like that you're forgetting right now. Okay, tell me the thing that I've forgotten in the avalanche of bad. You like Jeremy Irons as oh, sassy Alfred. Okay, that's fair. I also liked the trailer for Star Wars before the movie. <laughs> Even with the gorilla hands? Even with the gorilla hands. Uh. Oh, no, one more thing. One more thing I liked. Uh, the... Design for the uh, for uh, Wolf Steppenwolf Wolfram. Nope, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. <laughs> Wolfram. <laughs> Can we call him Wolfram Look. for the rest of the podcast? I'm sorry. I would rather see them fight Wolfram Alpha because then it'd be algorithm versus algorithm. Ugh. Um. Okay. So yeah. Uh, looking at him. And then looking at what the terraform, what the, I'm sorry, apocalypse forming of Earth did, I was just thinking, it's like, man, somebody's been playing too much Dark Souls. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I missed that for the toe tag. Is This is the best God of War movie we've ever seen. <laughs> because I hated, I hated Steppenwolf because he, he, such bad CGI, he looked like a God of War 3 cutscene. Uh, <laughs> like to a T, to a T. I think that's that's so perfect because I was trying to figure out where I recognized his face from, and he felt like you know when Lord of the Rings started getting more CGI with the orcs. That yeah. was kind of what I was getting yes. a little bit, a little bit of World of Warcraft, but that is definitely a better description because it was mm, he was not intimidating. Annie, did you all. like anything in this movie? I liked Ezra Miller as Flash. I thought he was funny and uh, kind of cute. I was like, that's my one good thing that I've, that I've gotten this I, movie. I, I, I like that they did something new and different with Flash. And I actually, I agree with you. I really like him. I like about half of Cyborg. <laughs> that's so mean. Which, ha which, which half? half of Cyborg? Well, the beginning half, which I guess would be the human half. At the beginning where he's got this kind of interesting arc where it's like, you know... Uh, am I really human? Am I a machine? Am I a, am I a sleeper agent? I don't know. I keep growing and changing. Like, that's a cool conflict that they just completely forget. Like, instantly. Oh, they also forget yes. his dad. Like, halfway through the film, his dad just disappears. Which sucks, because Joe Morton is a really good actor, and I really liked seeing him here. Yeah. I loved him in this other show on Sci-Fi Channel, where he played Henry, who was very cool. I forget what it was called, though, now. 
Hold up. I'll figure this out halfway through the podcast. That yeah, he was not well used. No, he wasn't. Like not at all. No. Um I but yeah, I re- also really like that they did something different with Flash. Uh Okay. And I liked I really liked uh Gal Gadot's performance, but she had nothing to work with in the script. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just didn't even really notice her all that much, which sounds ridiculous. Um, I thought she did a good job, sort of, and maybe that's why it rendered it unnoticeable to me, but a lot of the story and a lot of the characters just came off as being very nondescript to me. Yep. Also, I knew I recognized Silas Silas, because it's Joe Morton, and he was fucking uh, Miles Dyson from Terminator 2. That's where you recognize oh, yeah. Joe Morton from? Yeah. This is hilarious. I'm assuming there's much more important <laughs> things I should recognize him from, but uh, I'm a plebeian, so... Also, Terminator 2 is very important. That... I don't... Wait, I've never seen Terminator 2. What? No. What? No, I haven't. Okay, we're doing T2. Okay, scrap whatever <laughs> we got next week. We're doing T2. Okay, Fuck okay, it. yeah, Go scrap this. T2. I'll be back next week, so we'll all watch T2. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have never seen Terminator 2, so we'll need to make that happen at some point, but, uh... <laughs> okay, so... Hey, you know what? Make make a robot month. That, Ex Machina, uh... Yes, what's Ex two Machina. more robot movies? Um, John, do you Pacific really want to do The Exterminators? <laughs> I mean Oh if no no John fucking to... Robocop. There we go. Ro which, which one? one? Robocop Both? one. You know, Verhoven. Okay. Not this fucking modern remake bullshit. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know what you wanna do. Sylvia's a robot purist. Excuse me, I'm a cyborg purist. Which is a really <laughs> weird thing to be because cyborgs are neither robot nor man. Entirely besides the point. Back to the movie. So we are very yeah, we are very off topic. Who well, gives I'm a sorry. shit? All right. So what, what are low points? What what did we hate? Actually, you know, no. Here's a better way to put this. Ugh. When did this movie lose you, John? Within the first two minutes. Um, okay. Actually. Yeah, the opening was bad. bad. The bad. The. The, the, and the getting the getting the gang the get well it's not a getting the gang back together sequence but it's a getting the gang together sequence and it was interminable it was so long okay so I'm gonna tell you when it lost me because it lost me twice and I, I, I it makes me really sad because the opening the opening shot is a handy cam shaky camera of Superman being interviewed by a bunch of kids and it's kind of a charming scene I think this is Joss's work here. Where, you know, Henry Cavill's just saying, there's like, oh, of course, I'm a Superman. I'm cool. I like children. Not like that. In the American way. Not like that. Oh, boy. This is going to be topical. <laughs> but, you know, so just it, right at the beginning of the movie, it shoves in your face. This is a Superman movie. Like, this is Zack Snyder's Superman yeah. movie. So you lost me there. But yeah. I was willing to let that go and pretend that I didn't know that they were going to pull this really obvious bullshit from the beginning. And then we got a pretty good Batman sequence where he's jumping from cover to shadow, just completely dunking on this goon. And I was totally into it. And he, he dunks him over the edge of edge of the building. It's like, what do you want from me? Fear. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of into it. They smell it. What? And then the parademon <laughs> comes out and he rides it like a gimpy, bug-eyed mount. <laughs> 
else do that? I forgot about that. Yeah, because here's the thing. I think Ben Affleck is a good Batman, but he couldn't last through a single scene. Okay. He's not a good Batman. He no, he is a good Batman who has not been in a good Batman film. Aesthetically, he performs it very well. His mannerisms are good. He does a good thing. The thing is, he has never been with a good director. And I was really looking forward to the Ben Affleck directed Batman movie. And now that's never going to happen because the DCEU is fucking imploding. Oh, okay. Which I mean, fair. Come on. Annie. Batman versus Superman. Bruce Wayne running through the rubble to save Wayne Court employees. Nope. I like I, I like him as a more I, I like he's much closer to the Kevin Conroy Bruce Wayne than like fucking like American psycho Christian Bale Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna insert like a Silvio gets fired from the podcast noise in here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna buy that. the fucking podcast. No. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I <laughs> bought the, the bank. Buy the bank that owns the podcast. Uh, I don't know. I'm just fucking, more like a Bale uh, fan. John, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, I was just making the, uh, the I bought the bank yeah. joke. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I, I think Bale is a better Wayne, if you want to play it as like this kind of cold, cynical thing. But I think aesthetically and also like with some acting choices, he's kind of a weird Batman. I think his films are better, but I don't think he's as good of a Batman. Like, you know, this is my voice. I'm Batman. Where is she? Where is she? You know? Like, Kevin Conroy did that first, and he did it amazingly, and Bale, I think, is the first filmic version to really do that. And it's rememberable, it's distinctive, but I don't think it's actually good. Okay. I mean, you're allowed to have that opinion. I can't stop you legally. We can't support you, no matter... Like, we can't support you as you make this terrible decision, and... But it's fine. We still accept you here. There's still love here. <laughs> okay, here's here's my issue, and I'm gonna go back to da- the whole Dark Knight trilogy for just a second. Mm-hmm. I think they're very good movies. They're some of my favorite Batman movies, but aesthetically, I don't like the tactical, you know, Iraq War Batman. You've got oh, the tumbler, the military that. vehicle. You've got the body armor, which feels. Like, it's not like a super suit. It's body armor. It feels modern in a way. And I also just, I super don't like the cowl. The cowl, like, it gives him, like, this pinched kind of chubby cheek look to him. And it's got, like, that weird neck movement and, like, that little side. Like, these are really minor, like, technical things. Um, Affleck's Batman is more modeled after, like, you know, uh, Grant Morrison art and stuff like that. A little bit more Jim Lee. He got a special thanks, actually. Uh, you know, Frank okay. Miller, yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. And aesthetically, I think it works much better. And I really like the way he moves, like, especially in that opening sequence where he's, like, moving through the it shadows. Really uh, you know, you had some of that in BVS where, you know, he was, like, dodging shotgun fire by moving along the ceiling. It's really cool aesthetically. And I okay. think that okay. Ben Affleck performs adequately, but I don't think he's been given a script that allows him to shine as Batman. But I think okay. he's potentially one of our better cinematic Batmans. Hmm. I mean, when you compare him to, like, George Clooney, yeah. Maybe even better than Michael Keaton? I wouldn't yeah. say he's better than Michael Keaton, but also Michael Keaton, like, with... And this is, a, like, separation of actor versus era versus set design versus movie. Yeah. But his... Michael Keaton's Batman was aesthetically very beautiful, 
but also very non-functional. Like, the neck on the cowl, like, he basically couldn't yeah. move his head. Right. Okay, okay. Now, do you guys like um, Henry Cavill as Superman? No! No, he's the worst Superman. Do you? <laughs> I don't have strong opinions. Okay. Because, okay, here, here, here's the thing. Um, let me look up real fast. Superman. The only reason why I'm asking is because I, I strongly dislike him as Superman. And it's not that he doesn't fit the role, because I'm sure he does kind of fit the role. I don't know. He just looks sort of like a lizard to me. And I'm kind of confused. About okay, that. well, he, here's, here's the thing. I much preferred Brandon Ruth as Superman. You know, in Superman yeah, Returns. I still think I that was too. a good, fun movie. Uh, but... Uh, how do you say this? Man of Steel, we we all have, like, issues with the scripting of that. It's like, I'm your father, watch me die! You know? You got that shit. Yeah. But also, and this actually brings me to a deep cut. Do we want to just go into deep cuts? Because I'm about to get into the fucking Superman mythos and why the... This is the yeah, thing. sure. Uh, so the <laughs> thing about... Sure. The thing about... Uh, what's his name? Henry Cavill? The thing about Henry Cavill is he doesn't look like a pro. He looks like a sociopathic banker. Yes. And a lizard. <laughs> uh, I agree. I'm sorry. Skrulls are Marvel. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. No, but here's like the thing. DC this this is actually, I think, the biggest issue with these movies um, from Superman, from uh, Man of Steel onwards, is it is the inversion of the... Uh, Clark Kent Superman paradigm. Because here's the thing, this is what makes Superman a brilliant character, which I don't think any film has really captured, is that Clark Kent is the mask. He is not the secret identity. Superman is his real identity. He is Superman. Kal-El, from space, Kryptonian, alien, man of steel. That is who Superman is. He is a god among men. Clark Kent is a meek, harmless coward of a person, a feckless fool, and that's basically his critique of humanity. Now, in the Snyderverse, in the Snyderverse, Clark Kent is a real person. And Superman is a, what's the word I'm looking for? An affectation. And that's where this movie fucks up. Because you'll notice in this movie, it's all about how Clark Kent has been hurt. It's about Clark Kent's family. It's about, you know, how, what he deserves, what he feels, what he wants. It's not about Superman. This is about Clark Kent. Because you'll notice his best scenes are when he's Clark Kent. When he's in the field. Oh, you know, I just spent a while surrounded in a wooden box. Oh, you know, waking up from the dead is itchy. Oh, I hurt. You know, I want to live. I want to die. You know, those are his best moments. Yeah. And that should not be his best moments because those are the... Superman is not an interesting character. Superman is a god among men. And... You know, having trying to make him a normal person who happens to be super is just tearing away any kind of interesting dynamic he has with anyone else. Huh. Yeah, because I do feel like somewhere along the way in the DCEU or whatever we're calling it now, um, they seem to have lost a lot of the... Uh, the sort of like raison d'etre of Superman, like why he's there... 
Um, and I like this idea that inversion is part of this issue because I remember um, Christopher Reeves' Superman has this very obvious evident transition between Clark Kent and Superman. Like there's even clips of it that you can find on YouTube where like his physicality changes when he becomes Clark Kent, which kind of addresses what you're saying. I don't see that at all here. And so Superman just kind of becomes this deus ex that they can drop in whenever they want to show these gigantic fights. I'm not, I'm just not sure why this needs to exist. I don't know. Because, I mean, here's the thing. I almost liked Batman versus Superman. And I know that's going to be a controversial opinion. And I will explain why in a moment. Because, because... I think they were drawing from two of the worst possible sources for Superman. Death and Return of Superman, and I forget what the other one was. But they actually, like, you know, stabbed him in the fucking chest and got put him in a box. And the ending scene was a beautiful funeral sequence where you had this wonderful parallel of the funeral of Clark Kent and the funeral of Superman. One's laid in state, the other's buried on a farm. One's real and one isn't. And ultimately, Clark Kent is the real Superman. So that's kind of a problem. But here's the thing. I almost liked it up until the last couple of frames because in the last couple of frames they could not help themselves but show oh look the little pebbles on his grave are rising up because he's gonna fly because he's still alive he's still alive you know if you had killed him and like pretended pretended that you were actually killing him for an entire movie I might have respected you I might have like, that movie has a lot of problems, but I might have respected that move, but they were completely transparent about it. And I'm still bad. Mm. Um, to redirect to this movie yeah. for a hot minute, <laughs> I one thing that I noticed uh, is that as soon as Superman showed up... Nothing mattered. Wol- Wolfram Steppenwolf forgot how to fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, his axe disappeared. He it, like he had been, like, manhandling everyone for the entire fight scene, and then all of a sudden, like, everybody's dunking on him. He's just like, <laughs> oh, no, it's a Kryptonian. My kryptonite. No. Well, that was why I said that, like, this movie to me was like Thor the Dark World. Like, he is the Malekith of this movie. Oh, no. He... Someone we can drop in who's kind of generic, to be honest. There's not even a particularly great performance going on. And, like, basically everything that John just said happens. Like, he's a very, very generic villain, which is weird because I feel like this is a problem across these different superhero universes. Okay, so here, here's the problem with the DC universe right now is they're trying to match Marvel because they want to go cosmic. They want to go... Because here's the thing. You've got Luther. You've got Vandal Savage. You've got, you know, a bunch of interest... You've got the Legion of Doom. You've got a bunch of interesting, fun villains that are kind of like Earth scale, you know? Because DC has good villains. Look at Batman's rogues gallery. Amazing. You've got, you've got all that stuff to draw on. But, you know, Batman's kind of off limits because, you know, Heath Ledger died and no one wants to step into the Joker's shoes for all. Except Jared Leto, but he's crazy. Now, yeah. here's the thing. No, he's damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that was a cool laugh. Yes. That's my, that's my joker. This, 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 is, this is my joker, is he's just a smoker. He's a midnight toker. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Oh. Okay. 
sit down. So is Doc subtitled for this episode, Doc Commits Joke Crime? <laughs> <laughs> Every joke I make is a crime, John. Anyways, going back to this real fast, though, is they have really good... But they want to compete with Marvel. They want to compete with Infinity or They want to compete with Thanos, which means they have Darkseid. They have Mongol. They have Steppenwolf, which is all really Boring, generic bullshit. That was the worst thing about Steppenwolf for me, is when he announces, you know what is coming, Dark Side. It's like, yeah, look at me. I'm a stand-in for a much more generic and powerful and boring villain. I don't matter. He shouts, I don't hey, matter to, to the heavens. To be fair, the New God stuff was pretty good when Jack Kirby was writing it, which he is yes. certainly not this time around. Yeah. Yeah, and guess what? We're gonna we're not gonna get Jack Kirby New Gods. We're gonna get the New Gods filtered through God of War. Also, we're gonna have Batman dodging Omega Beams. It's gonna be the stupidest bullshit. Hey, that was great in Justice League Unlimited. It's not gonna be really good on the screen, but I really like that bit in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, but John, have you seen the comic version of that? It's just so stupid. When he pulls a gun on Darkseid? Yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> but no, like, Darkseid is the exact same character as Thanos. And he's also the exact same character as Mongol. Except I think Mongol's more fun because he has he's, he's lower level and thus he's more intimate and has a better charismatic connection to the other characters. Darkseid is just, I am a god. I have always been a god. Uh, mm, uh, fight for me in my arena. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Superman, oh, no, I will destroy what? you. I'm stronger than bitter. Oh no, Superman, you have defeated me. Uh, I'll fight you again later. Like, that that's Darkseid. <laughs> I've saved you the next 20 years of the DC Cinematic Universe. Done. You guys can quit. Okay. I just realized how this movie could have been alright. How? So, there's a storyline in the Superman animated series where Superman, like, goes to space... Gets amnesia and gets basically like turned into like Darkseid's emissary of evil, Ooh. and that could have been cool. Like everybody has to fight Superman. Fuck Steppenwolf. Superman's back. None of this plot device where they're like, "Hey, Marvel had one cube in their movie. We have three. We have three cubes. <laughs> That's two more cubes. Twice as good." Well, Extra well, look, cubes. their cube was just a Winamp equalizer, so why not have three? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, but no, like, that could have been interesting. That would have been, like, an interesting thing to do yeah. with Superman coming back to life. But no, they're just like, hey, no, what if we have Superman fight everybody because Cyborg shoots a missile at him because, shut up. Okay, so <laughs> let me talk about power levels yeah. for a second because I, I have some thoughts on this and I want to talk about power levels. Because here's the thing. I really like the direction they went with Flash because Flash is a literal god. There is nothing that Flash cannot do. And there's a problem with in this movie for one thing. One, I like how they saw that they made him young, inexperienced, kind of clumsy, kind of gawky and geek. And I really yeah. like that take. Because he still feels like a joke. Like, there's enough of a spirit of, you know, the Barry Allen or Wally yeah. West kind of fun jokester Flash. Like, he's kind of a jokester, but more because he's awkward and... Fun, like it's it's not as deliberate on his part, but it's a fun angle. It's something new and interesting. Now here's the thing: Superman dunks on him. Superman is just better than him. 
And, like, they, they do that race at the end, which is, like, a classic you know, Justice League moment where, yeah. you know, they have their race and it's interrupted, but win? they have to save the world and they have to go in. Here's the thing. Superman's gonna fucking punk him. Like... Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. He was saving people in this movie. He was running to the edge and saving people, and Superman went... And here's the thing. That's where you have a great potential for a moment where you go, Superman, you can save people or you can save the world. And that would be a really difficult choice for Superman to make. He doesn't make that choice. He just does both. And here's the thing. He catches up to him, outruns him, and does more than him. He, he dunks on fucking the Flash. He dunks on him. Um, also, the pacing of that was really weird. It's like, okay, thanks for showing up to help us at this vital moment, Superman. <laughs> Superman. Oh, no, somebody said help. I need to go. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We have a... The plot's happening here, nope. Superman. Sorry. No, I'll, no, I'll, I'll be right go. back. You guys can hang on for, like, a minute. <laughs> Just chill. Batman, this plan... I was literally about to die as part of this plan. Shut Superman, up, Bruce. Like, now that... <laughs> Bruce, you... Bruce, shut up. You're wrong. I know that you're the only reason the Earth is going to be saved right now. Because, but shut up. I need to go lift a building and dunk on the flag. I'll be right <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, and like they have, and you yeah. could maybe, maybe make the argument that oh, the Flash is young and inexperienced. But guess what? He's going to grow older. He's going to learn how to run like a normal person, and maybe then he'll be faster than Superman. He won't. He just won't. Straight up. So, Superman. And he just completely dunks on Steppenwolf. There's nothing, there is no challenge for Superman, nothing. And by the way, I just want to say, I love the scene when they're fighting Superman. Not because, I hate that scene, but I do love one <laughs> sequence in that. Is where Flash is running in there and everything goes into stop motion because he's so fast. And then Superman's eyes turn to look at him. That That's fucking great. That was one of the few highlights from this movie that I had because it was such an original moment. And It's like, not original, Cavill's... Annie. It's not original. It's JoJo. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that, that, that's Jojo versus Dio right there. Is His eyes oh moved. Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have remembered that if you hadn't mentioned it. It's Jojo. Uh... Um, by the way, I want to give credit to my girlfriend, Britt, because she's the one that pointed that out to me. Oh, did she? She okay. did. Thanks, Britt. Also, uh... Uh, I'm going to say that my favorite least Superman line of the movie goes to, Do you bleed? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like one Superman. Why are you asking Batman that? You know the answer is yes. He's just you've looked dude. inside of him. He's just a guy. You literally looked at his blood a second ago. Anyways, going back, going going back to the power levels thing for a second. Superman negates any conflict in this movie. He is established yeah. to be so powerful and so omnipotent that nothing actually challenges him. Not right. even Steppenwolf who is that of that level to everyone else. The Amazons can't stop yeah. him. The Atlanteans can't stop him. No one can touch him. So Step Superman had... is to Steppenwolf as Steppenwolf is to the rest of the cast. Now, they had an army of, like, everybody. They had a Green Lantern. They had they several did. gods. They had... Yep. And, like, Superman is just like, why do you need an army? You have a Superman. Also, is it just me, or was fucking... Was Zeus dressed like Craven the Hunter? That was Ares. That was, weird. was that Ares? I that guess Ares just Ares. like I don't know. I don't give a shit. The guys, the god of war. Shit. 
don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Use your eyes. Use he your was shooting eyes. lightning. He was shooting lightning out that of his hands. That was lightning. That was fire. No, that was lightning. That was lightning. I remember there was no, lightning. That was super lightning. There was definitely lightning. I really need to wear my glasses when I go to the movies. Like I'm getting to that age now. Lightning, fire. Who knows? All we Who know knows? Is he, he, he was whatever. shooting something out of his hands. He, just, he could have been fire. <laughs> could have been lightning. You know, he's shooting. You know that's, that's what's important. Hey, whoa, whoa. Also, what this is, what this movie has taught me is that the Greek gods are all animes because you have the one doing the energy beam, and they have the one with the special energy bow with a glowy hand. Artemis. Yeah, I, I, that was probably Artemis. I don't know. <laughs> Her design was all right. You know, no okay. one, no one gives a shit. Anyways, so, now here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know what would have been... There's two ways I think you could have diverged to make this a really interesting, compelling film. One, keep Superman out of it. For fuck's sake. Let the man die. You know? Because without him, they actually had a challenge in Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, I think, would have been interesting if his whole braggart, I am the god of death, none of you can stop me, I am the conqueror of both. I like, still that, don't think it would have worked. It, I don't it, think it, it would have worked at all because well, Steppenwolf is not a compelling villain. No, but he, here's all. the thing. It, it, I don't think it would have helped his performance, but, but, with that, w then you get to see them dethrone him from that, and that would at least be satisfying. Now, alternatively, here's here's my take for the perfect mo way to fix this movie is they you take everything the same, they wake Superman up, he comes back up, and then he just grabs, he just fucking grabs Batman and flies off into space, and we don't see him for the rest of the movie, and then you just have. Wonder Woman, great. You have Cyborg, pretty good. You have Flash, great. And they have to deal with Steppenwolf. You forgot about Aquaman. Yeah, thanks for forgetting about Jason Momoa. Okay, I tell me one I thing he did useful. I mean, tell me one useful thing he did. He just he just uh, stood there and he looked amazing, and it was just he the greatest. was the first person. He was the first person to make Steppenwolf bleed. All right, fine. Aquaman can also I mean, be that's there. That's good. Now, oh, That's also, good. also, Superman should have ripped off his hand. Or Steppenwolf should have ripped off his hand. They ripped off a limb of a character, and they did it for the one with the socket fucking action figure limbs. If Jason that Momoa was, had lost a hand, I would have cared. Also, like, Aquaman canonically has one hand. His other hand is like a weird spear hook thing. Right. But no, like, it's, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going on with the design, John, because I had actually, again, there are many things that I forget about when I go into movies, and that is one of them. I'm wondering if they were just like, we can't, we can't do it. Like, we have to make him look more human or something. Well, that's the thing. If they were going to do it, they would have just given him a robot hand Furiosa style anyways. That's how they make these compromises these days, by committee. But, hmm. like, here's the thing. Like, I, I think that would also make Steppenwolf seem more dangerous. Because the other thing is, like, he's impervious, but he's also an incompetent buffoon. What? You mean, Doc, you weren't compelled by the fact that, by his storyline of, I am the ultimate conqueror, only I got beat once, so now I'm real sad Also, I've been it. sad for 5,000 years. Also, mother, mother calls to me. Mother, I see now why. Mother, mother. Yeah. My mom is three boxes. My mom is three boxes, <laughs> First, guys. you put your mom in a box. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. No. <laughs> joke crimes. You can't send me to joke jail here, John. You have no power here. Fuck, he's right. 
I guess we know where Silvio's going to be next week. You can find him in joke jail. That's my next podcast. <laughs> Definitely. That actually is a great title for a podcast. Zero listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, Zero. welcome to joke jail. Uh, okay. But no, like, and the other thing, the other good thing you could have done is just, oh yeah, he fucking kills Steppenwolf and then guess what? Now we have to deal with Injustice Superman where he's like an angry tyrant warlord. Any of these things would have been interesting, maybe not good, but they would have been interesting. You know? I just, I, I still, again, I do not understand why Steppenwolf has such a terrible motivation in this movie. You want to know why? I will tell you exactly why. Because no one recognizes Steppenwolf, so they could throw him away to try and upsell Darkseid. Yeah, basically. He literally um, declares also, I... that he is like a herald of a more important villain. He shouts to the skies that he does not matter. Not in that yeah, exact but words, Steppen, but that's what... Steppenwolf um, killed Superman at one point a long time ago. In the comics? I, I don't know. I don't care, because he didn't in this. That's extra textual. No, he, he didn't, but that's just what I'm saying, is that, like, this is someone who has the capacity to do that kind of damage, and, like, we didn't see that struggle at all. See, I, I actually really hate that I know that now, because that makes it worse, because that means... I think yeah. what they're relying on is word of mouth and for comic geeks to go, oh my god, Steppenwolf killed Superman. Steppenwolf could kill Superman. This adds ex context to the movie that isn't in the movie. Um, and that's not working because, first of all, I didn't have that. Second of all, it's not true. It's not true at all in this uh, movie. Also, also, for Steppenwolf being bad, I don't think you can call yourself a good villain if the way they finally beat you is the same way they beat the villain of we're back a dinosaur story <laughs> only that was more visually interesting ah uh, yeah i just say it's like do you smell that what's that fear oh no 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 fuck you no i i i hated that yeah no i saw that coming and i was like this is this is We're Back at Dinosaur Story, but I'm less demenced than you than a man named Professor Screw-Eye. Uh, I just realized something. What? I preferred the apocalyptic vision in Batman vs. Superman, because there Superman was a villain and that was interesting. Also, I really hate Bruce Wayne's fucking about face where he's just like, no, we need Superman. Superman is a symbol of hope. We need him so the people... And it's like, dude, you were like, if he's got even a 1% chance to eat against us, we have to kill him. Like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Okay. Um, Sorry, John, what were you going to say? No, I was just... Uh, go, go ahead on this, because this is actually going back to the very bad fight against Superman. <laughs> because there was something that really bothered me about that. Go right uh, ahead. Go right ahead. I want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, let's chat about it. Um, so, the plot only happens because nobody remembered to grab the mother box when they were going to talk to Superman. Right? Like, what the hell, guys? Yeah, they just all forgot about the plot for a second, and they were just like... Uh, we'll just leave the important thing that, like, we know for a fact is the last key piece of the villainous plan to destroy the world. We'll just leave that lying around, because, like, uh, yeah, Bruce will take care of it. Bruce will take care of it. Oh, yeah, I really hate that. It's Batman. Like, you know, he's the world's greatest actor, the world's greatest tactician, whatever. And they don't really establish that in this, but, like, that's part of the context that we all take into this movie, you know, with the DCAU and all that. But here's the thing. 
You've got all of that, and his plan is bring back Superman, because I don't got fuck all. Which, by the way, also invalidates their original declaration that Superman was still alive. Because that happened in the last movie. They explicitly stated on screen that Superman is alive. So, like, this whole revival thing. And, like, they took way too long with it. Like, Flash does that sequence where it's like, I must run really fast and impart an electrical charge to the mother box at the exact moment it touches the fucking embryonic fluid. It's like, who gives a shit? There's no chance of failure at that. Superman's gonna come up. He's gonna, like, they spent, like, what, like, five minutes on that sequence? It's just dumb. I do have to admit to liking that sequence. And I, but I couldn't explain to you why, like, I think it's mainly visual, so like aesthetically, I like the idea of him putting a spark in a box and then all of a sudden Superman wakes up, like that to I me mean, worked. It is, aesthetically, it is interesting because, you know, it's on the Kryptonian ship, it's you, this long hallway, you've got this really cool, like, you know, you know, Ripley-esque, Ridley, you know, Ridley Scott-esque, you know, like, birthing chamber. Yeah. Like, aesthetically, it is a cool sequence, it's just completely pointless. Oh yeah, like it but kills I would argue the pacing. That most of the I'd sequences say. in this are. Yeah, it definitely yeah. does. Also, what, what pacing? Yeah, yeah. There's no sense of pacing in this. This was kind uh, of painful like, for me to I, sit through. I think the worst sense of the like the the moment that cinched for me that this movie has no sense of pacing was when they took a minute out of the fight against like resolve like the resolve. It, resolution of the fight against superman to just show batman lying on the ground groaning in pain for like <laughs> two eternities probably like 10 or 20 seconds but it felt like forever. oh i've also realized something else this isn't cyborg in this movie this is brainiac uh yeah that's oh my gosh this is actually not great yeah, because, like, he's cyborg, and he's uh, really compelling for, like, five minutes, and then he just gets kind of boring, even though his performance is fine. And then he keeps doing this thing where he's integrating with all the bat technology. And that's fucking Brainiac's bit! That's Brainiac's bit! Maybe um, they're gonna morph can we point out? Can we point out how a uh, fucking Batman has a Metal Gear? <laughs> he does. He does. I'm still like, in a dream. Bat eater. Like, no. I was watching that. It's like, oh, so this is going to be, like, when they're gearing up for everything, like, when when Batman flies away, he's just going to be like, okay, Alfred, bring me rats. Yeah. No. And then, no, and then what it turned out to be much stupider than that. So, I guess, congratulations, movie. You made Batman showing up in a giant robot the less stupid thing you could yeah, have done. John, he has a fucking choice. John, this is, Bat this is Batman as Les Enfants Terribles. This is Batman as Solid Snake. Yes. Because, like, you know, he's getting old. And, like, that's the other thing. Like, Batman aging out would have been a great fucking thing to do. But he's just like, no, he's, he's still Batman. He's still Batman, dude. You know? Uh, but also... Yeah? Also, this being set, like a decade in the future after Man of Steel instead of five minutes would have been good because, like... That would have been great. Like, like, and, and then instead of, like, Batman bringing Superman back to life, there's the scene where he, like, goes to find Superman and he's living in a cave somewhere. It's like, 
we need you, Kal-El. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Oh, for God's time. sake, John. Now you're just, oh now you're just writing Snake Plissken fan fiction. <laughs> yes! Okay! Actually, can we have, actually, can, can, can we take a page out of Marvel's book and just lose an eye on Henry Cavill? And make him a lot more likable. Yeah, right? Like, something, something needs to happen. Oh, yeah, I'm that's, not sure that's the other is. thing. Like, they make this big thematic thing about, like, you don't come back from the dead without losing anything. It's like, he lost nothing! He lost his memories for, like, five minutes. And then fucking Lois Lane got to come back and tell him, like, Clark, I love you. I'm the thirstiest reporter you'll have ever known. I actually like... Oh, <laughs> like, that so line's terrible, terrible. but I, I, I do kind of like that one. <laughs> like, it, it's stupid, but I like it. And I think that's a Joss light. Here's the thing. I really think, and like th this is terrible, and we, we kind of have to confront the elephant in the room, but, you know, Snyder yeah, stepped out and Joss Whedon stepped in, and yeah. I really do think Joss saved this movie from being an absolute I think so too. slog. Because he, he, okay, I'm going to say what I think the biggest Joss Whedon moments are. Uh, the camera sequence at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the Batman sequence at the beginning. The Wonder Woman sequence. Yeah. Those are all fairly isolated, not really connected to the rest of the film things. And I think those are those are kind of hallmark Joss Whedon bits. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I also think that. he added a couple of gags, like the thirstiest girl I ever knew. You know. Yeah. That. And I also think he added uh, the, I changed my mind, I want to die, my toes hurt, I don't even know how my toes hurt. Like, that was a great moment. Yeah. Uh, so, like... All the human. I think he added quite a bit to Flash, probably. Uh, I, that was going to uh, be the other one that I said. Yeah, John. I, I was going to say like I, I am almost hundred percent positive that the scene with them digging up Clark Kent's grave was. Oh no, that's off. very just. Oh, like, yeah. I, I mean, I could do yeah, this faster, but it, I, I, I could do that faster, but I, I feel like that would be like you know, disrespectful. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, like, the, and then the awkward f attempt to fist bump yeah. him. Yeah, no, that, that, that's Joss's fault. And here's the thing. Without this, this would just be, like, this fucking Randy and waiting for Godot slog. Well, I think it would be an issue because the movie, objectively, like, it takes itself way too seriously. Which, admittedly, it's hard to watch this movie after seeing Thor last week because the writing on Thor was so good. It's a movie that doesn't take itself seriously and it's also making fun of tropes within its own cinematic universe. Um, but I think without the humorous moments in Justice League, like, this movie would be kind of a steaming pile of trash. Like, it was pretty hard to sit through. Um, and... That, I don't know. That, I felt bored a lot. That's, that's kind of my thing is at the beginning of the movie I enjoyed the first two minutes and the last five. Because before, before the plot comes in, before you get to the mother boxes and Superman coming back and we must assemble the team and light the beacons and blah blah blah. Before all of that you get a fun Batman sequence which is ruined at the end by the plot coming in. You get a Wonder Woman sequence which is tangentially ruined by, like, the, you look at the motivation of her villains and they're like, you know, we must sow fear among the people. Go back to the dock. Like, that's dumb. But that sequence is great. When she does that sliding multi-block of in the automatic weapon, that's amazing. I love that so much. Like, that shot. How good is that shot? I mean, it's a great shot. That's a pretty good shot. And, like, and, 
There's that great variation where there's this one guy that she can't block, so she just moves him slightly out of the way. It's so good. The what, John? Though, I'm, I'm going to call you out, Doc. You said you liked the last five minutes, that terrible yeah. voiceover from Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Bad. No, no. Okay, you know what? You're right. That that was Snyder. <laughs> that was Snyder. I'm sorry. Revise. But, okay. Revise. I, I, but, but in between that and when the plot is over, when Steppenwolf is dead and, like, the, the mother cubes explode apart... And they're just like, ow, ah. And like, they actually have a friendship and di character dynamics. That's fun. I like that. So like, I feel like if I went to see this movie and I all of a sudden got like the runs really bad, I had to run out at like two minute mark and I came back just as it was ending. I might think I'm, I might think I missed a pretty good flick. Um, so I had some different thoughts about timing and pacing because, uh... Basically, like, the first half of this movie didn't work for me. I found that it was slow. I thought the dialogue was crap, and I didn't really care about the characters. And then, for some reason, midway through the movie, the plot starts taking off. And I don't know whether this is because there's a lot more action going on or because I felt like the characters were actually relating to each other more. But it did, like, there was a point at which, like... Um, once they've all kind of like come together and they're talking with Bruce Wayne and his bat lair and, uh, uh, Flash is like running around checking stuff out. Like that was the point at which I was kind of like, okay, something's starting to happen here. Um, and then once Superman was woken up, it got a little bit easier yeah. for me to watch and a little bit more entertaining, but, um, not by much, if that makes sense. Here... Here, here's here's one thing I, I I took a lot of issue with in this film is this film does not respect its viewers enough to not just drop shit tons of exposition all the time and it yeah. also doesn't res not only that it doesn't respect them enough to put out shitty prequel movies to you know you know there's no Captain America the First Avenger there's no Thor just Thor, you know, there, there's, the, the, these characters are important enough to this film that they need to have them and they need to exposit them, but not important enough to get their own movies. So, like, it already feels like a B team. But they're trying to launch uh, it I, from this movie. So they are trying to launch solos from this movie itself. So well, that's why see, Aquaman's supposedly getting his own thing. Yeah, well, see, that's the problem. The problem is they're trying to imitate the Mar... They're trying to imitate the Marvel... They're, they're trying to compete with Marvel. But they're also right. trying to ape Marvel's formula without doing the legwork. Mm. I, I have an important question. Yeah. How many times did we hear that Cyborg was in an accident? Like, f I counted and it was four times. It's, I think it was four. We don't... We're, we're not that stupid. Also, we can figure that also, out. Also, here's the other thing. It's, it's also undercutting... First of all, making the mother box, I think, was... An okay thematic link for this. I think it kind of worked for this script. But if you want to look at it in a broader context of the character, it really undercuts the genius of Silas Stone. And it yeah. also undercuts the tension between them because, I, maybe I'm misremembering this, but in the original, I believe, his father rebuilt him to save his life. And if you look at the footage, the footage 
of him like strapped to the table ready to be fixed he already has robotic limbs he's got like robot legs and a robot arm so he was alive he was functional he had prosthetics so his dad just did this out of indulgence to try and bring my son back and make him so in a way he's like it's he's more valuing his son for his physical body than his presence of self you know yeah. like it's yeah. it's it's just weird and it doesn't work for me also aesthetically i hate cyborg like because here's the thing at the end of the movie they go oh hey here's a here's a good look for cyborg we could have used this the whole movie but we're going to use it in this shitty little upgrade sequence because here's the thing he looks like a half-finished placeholder render just all polygons he looks like a man video graphics card <laughs> like box art oh, he does so he looks like a tech demo like it, he that's looks so like mean, okay, but it's he, so true. It, it, they look at okay. We spent all this time modeling the head because we need actors to react to it, and it looks good. So yeah. like we need to show that so we have facial recognition, and the rest of it we just kind of uh, just autofill. But like this is a broader problem with this movie. I don't feel that the CGI in this movie was good at all. No. That first sequence, the opening sequence of this movie, lost me, and the reason what why are you defining as the opening me, sequence? This opening, this stupid little shaky cam thing, like, I don't oh. care who wrote that. Not only did I feel like that was crap, but visually, it felt like crap to me. Partly because they do this weird CGI thing with Henry Cavill's face, and it's so uncanny valley that it takes you out of the scene. And that's a problem. Like, your opening two minutes of the film should arrest the viewer. Like, it should grab them and make us want to see more. I did not want to see more after the first two minutes of the movie. How shitty is that? Like, that's pretty bad. And it was mainly because of these aesthetic problems, which were continued throughout the movie then, too. So, like, the sequence in the cornfield, there was weird stuff that was going on with Henry Cavill's mouth. I was completely gone. It was very confusing. All because of this weird CGI. Like, I don't understand why this was such a big problem. But it seems to be. Like, stuff was half-rendered. Did you guys notice this at all? Yeah. Or was like, this just even, me? Look, look, um, even look, as much as I like the uh, Ben Affleck Batman, one thing you notice is, look at how he moves in that first scene that I almost liked up until the end, is he moved, he feel, he reminds me a little bit of the, of the Vampire Assassins from Blade 2. Yeah. Is a, is a little rubbery. It's just... Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what's going on with so, that. It's just... like Because I, I think the direction of that scene is fine. I think um, in terms of plotting, in terms of choreography, in terms of blocking, it's fine. It's just he doesn't move like a person. And it's in such a way that you can tell it's CGI. So I'm going to say that the only reason the visuals didn't lose me is the writing had already lost. <laughs> okay. the visuals Good to yeah, know. Yeah, no, like, here's the thing. I, I, I do think the interview attempted to inject some heart, and I do think it fell a little flat on that. But I, yeah. what, it, what it primarily served was to say, hey, yeah, don't forget Superman's the important thing in this movie. Like, nothing else matters in this movie. See, and it took me outside immediately. Like, my first thought was, oh my gosh, they couldn't get Henry Cavill to come back and film this, so they had to do this with a body double and put mocap things around his face to make it seem better so that Henry Cavill could read lines later or something like that. I don't know. It didn't work. And... You'll, you'll also notice he had no conviction yeah. in that scene. Because here, here's the thing. I do think, like, a little kid asking, have you ever fought a hippo is a, is a great line. But I think, like, if you had, like, a proper charismatic Superman who come back and was like, 
Well, I never would fight a hippo because, you know, hippos are part of God's kingdom and nature. Like, he's a good Christian American value, Something secular American man. Is, let's, yeah. let's ignore that. But he, he would come in with a line immediately. He'd know, he would know what to say. And he just kind of stands there awkwardly. He's like, I'll, I'll let you guys finish this out while I think about this. And that's the problem, I think, with the Superman is he's too human. But this is also a pet peeve that I have with Cavill, too. Um, Cavill has said in interviews before that he doesn't actually care about acting, that he is just in this for a paycheck so he can party with his friends on the weekend. So, Henry Cavill, if you're listening, cool, great. I respect his honesty. Uh, I don't. I think it's gross and cheap, and I think it shows up in most of his acting performances, which are equally gross and cheap. And I think that's another reason why I don't particularly like him as Superman. Like, this is a role that you could actually be doing something with, and I just don't... Like, as an actor, somebody gives you a script and it's crappy, that's fine. You can try and do stuff. He's not doing anything. He doesn't give us anything to go off of. So, like, that's another thing that really, really bugs me about him. Um, And also about kind of like the Superman movies in general is they feel very cheap to me. I don't know. John, <laughs> did you have anything I mean, to say about that? <laughs> oh boy, uh, I I don't have super strong opinions on him as an actor just because I I haven't really followed his career at sure. all. So this is kind of the first movie I remember him in. I probably I may have seen something with him in it. I I don't know. I'm not good with actors. Yeah, no, I think that speaks volumes. Um, I know that acting isn't something that people, like, typically consider, especially for superhero movies, but, like, that's something that I picked up on. So, um, do you guys have any additional thoughts about Justice League? Like, was there anything that you were just burning to talk about that we have not addressed in this movie yet? Um, okay. Just a weird moment. This is the best Green Lantern movie. And because, here's the thing, it's just such a, it's it's such a (laughs) tiny thing, but they did. You already said that. I know, but it's such a tiny thing. but why? But they but he, and here, here's why they did an allusion to another part of the universe and they didn't fucking say anything about it it's yeah. just seamless and it fit in there perfectly and that's just such a deft little touch that's kind of lost in the rest of the movie is mm. if they had been just doing you know superman movies batman movies wonder woman movies and throwing stuff in like that like that would be a good way of kind of aping the marvel movie Instead, like, this is the first time I think we've seen anything with that kind of restraint in this. And even then, like, it's just like, we had aliens from other worlds, perfectly timed to it, which, <laughs> like, almost, almost ruins that for me. But, like, yeah. it's just, it's just enough that it's like, okay, you didn't say, like, powerful aliens with tools of unknowable power. Like, they could have gone that far, and they didn't. And I, re- I appreciate that. Um, the other thing hmm. is, like, I also, the whole thing about the Justice League is it's about unity, it's about being greater than the whole. There's a lot of interesting stories you could tell within that. Uh, for example, yeah. one of my favorite arcs of all time is the Tower of Babylon, which is where Batman is a paranoid nut and he actually has like all these individual plots to like implement countermeasures against any given member of the Justice League in case they get go rogue. They all get stolen and used against them. And then at the end of it, they ask, you know, what about you? What if you go rogue? What's what's your what's your contingency plan for you? It says it's called the Justice the League. It's called the Justice League. And it's such a cheesy fucking moment, but it's great. And here's the thing: the Justice League is all about the team working together. It's about them being greater than the sum of their parts. 
it's about them covering more ground, saving more people. It's about them watching all corners of the earth and all that. You know, they've got the satellite. That's a pretty iconic part of their thing. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is still a Randian Ubermensch tale about Superman. Oh, yeah. And that is anti... So the Justice League's role is, is to just stall exactly. for Superman. This is antithetical to the very concept of the Justice League. Yeah, because Superman can just kind of drop in, like, according to this movie, and just kind of deus ex all over everything. Yeah. Well, and then also, like... I mean, again... What were you going to say, John? I was just going to say, again, Superman shows up and the main villain forgets how to fight. Yeah, like a stormtrooper. Like, (laughs) really? Well, that's the thing. I mean, not just a stormtrooper, because not even Boba Fett can shoot in those movies. (laughs) No, because here's the thing. I don't think it's even that he forgets how to fight. It's just that he's so powerful he doesn't need to know how to fight against anyone else. All he does is slam his axe into the ground. That's all he fucking does. Also, speaking of super moves, I, I got really irritated with how often Wonder Woman was doing her bracer clash thing. Like, that in the first movie, she did that. Like, that was a really big show for us. That's a moment where you show, oh my god, she's special. This is this thing she didn't know she could do. There's this big show of power and everyone's wild. In the end, it's like, clang, 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 clang. <laughs> I mean, it is a really cool yeah. moment when Superman steps up and puts his hands in between her arms. That's a cool shot. But, like, for the most part, it's just like, oh, this is the only thing that works against uh, Steppenwolf, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, the entire well, look, Justice dog. League almost dies to the Gotham Harbor. Yeah. Um, so... You know okay, what, that's Doc, another thing Aquaman did. He stopped, invested... the super, he stopped the Justice League from getting punked by, like, Lake Michigan. Because let's face it, at this point, Gotham is <laughs> yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, there we go. Well, I mean, no, it was literally Chicago. There was yeah. that weird diamond yep. building with that. Uh, yeah, that was, it, it, it's just Chicago. And um, Metropolis is just New York. But no, look, Doc, Wonder Woman put all those points in faith so she could use that miracle, and she'll be damned if she's not going to make it work for her. Uh... Oh, oh, also, no, actually, I want to go back to the exposition for a second, because I've realized something. This is another thing where the audience has no faith, because here's the thing. The introduction scene for Aquaman is completely pointless, and it almost isn't, because you get the mystery of the boxes, right? The mother boxes, what are these squares? And by the way, in terms of symbology, like, have more to it than just three squares, because it's such a stupid symbol. (laughs) It's such a stupid symbol. At least have, like, squares with circles or stars or something in them so that there's something interesting. But that would be our introduction to that concept because it's not in Luther's notes, I'll tell you that much. It wasn't before this movie. This is some fucking post-hoc retcon bullshit. But that would be a great scene to introduce that. What's with the boxes? What's with the squares? And I'll come in and be like, ancient history, bro. I'm out. (laughs) But here's the thing. You have all of that. And that would be a fine thing to introduce the mystery of the mother boxes. But before that, when Batman rides a gimpy fucking, uh, what's it, parademon around, it explodes into the symbol of what it's looking for. It <laughs> oh, explodes yeah, that was into awful. a cipher and mysterious clue. This turns into national fucking dirt. So they don't even trust us to have the patience to wait for that. Like... Yeah, I, I, I also no. just hate the parademons. They're ugly. There's, it's like they feed on fear, which is like they're scrolls. Like, 
<laughs> they're scrolls. Oh, like also remember the fact that like everyone Steppenwolf kills turns into them. Yeah. Because the movie forgot about that immediately. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, and that's the other really Joss Whedon fucking scene is that entire sequence of the Russian family. That's Joss. That's yes. absolute. Joss. Oh yeah, that was hundred percent. Like it works, but I also recognize that it's working, and that makes me hate it. Because it's just like, oh look, the little girl's brave. She's got bug spray. Yeah, it was Sokovia Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, oh boy, it was, yeah. Look, yeah, just, no, look. I was not, like, everything in this movie, that's my big problem with this movie, is that everything in it seems to be them doing what Marvel has done very poorly. Like, the movie feels like Dark World, the mother cubes, I mean, they look like painted cardboard boxes half the time. The other time, they're clearly supposed to be some of the gems, um, there's also like so, the there's gem. also there's also so much fucking bad sci-fi in this. It's like ah, replication and death and rebirth. It's just like technology is the same thing as biology, but you don't have enough biology to accept this much technology, <laughs> so you become technology. Bounce but, the particle beam off enough... the main deflector dish. You know that that's what this movie is. <laughs> but. But if you had cells that were stronger than a planet, then the power of the mother box would bring you back to life. Back to life. Back to life. Because this is the opening of Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century now. Also a better is. use of your time than seeing this no, movie. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000. Like, that's this thing. It's just there are different tiers of objective power and Superman's at the top. So, like... At the very least, Marvel is building up Thanos, and he seems like they've got Josh Brolin doing it, and that looks like it's going to be fun. And when that comes out, because these guys aren't going to be ready to do Darkseid by now, he's just going to fall flat on his face, because Darkseid is just a shitty Thanos. And I mean, Thanos is shitty enough um, by himself, because he's got like this psychic compunction to self-sabotage, which is just really funny. Um... Can I just point out that all the ancient races of the before times did a terrible fucking job hiding the mother boxes? <laughs> yes. Like, I one also, is like, let's like, bury it three feet underground in the woods in Connecticut or something, some such nonsense. <laughs> yeah, like, the Amazons did the best job guarding it, and they were like, hey, you know what'll stop this ancient mythical... Uh, flame axe. Indiana Jones. <laughs> a bunch of rocks. Oh yeah, they totally just—they totally just left those two Amazons to die. Uh, there were at least four Amazons that they left to die. No, I'm talking about the ones. Who, the because ones there were multiple levels. Yeah, of... no, that, that's true. But no, also, no, there were multiple levels of airlock that like were clear. He was clearly right. intended to like break through one, then fight those two, then have to break through another one, and then fight those two. But no, he just goes through the wall. He just so this them. entire yeah. Also, I love how their plan is the exact same as the Atlantean plan, which is just to point bows and arrows at it. Uh, also, are, are they holding the bows drawn at all times on the box? Because that apparently sounds like a a, a bad also, idea. Here's the thing: I also really hate that they redesigned the Amazons and gave them sexy outfits and. It's almost more egregious because that's not all of them. They've left some of the original outfits in, just, I think, probably to save money. 
so um the the sexy outfits are at, like evidently the like the stuff they were wearing in training on that you just don't remember it because yeah the training sequence in wonder Woman did not take that much time like i'm not saying it's better or thought, makes John. more sense now but it that's what they did yeah i mean it was definitely because those outfits are sexier that they were using them but yeah Oh, this movie. Um, to kind of like wrap things up, is there a movie that you guys would rather see instead of Justice League? Um, a- any any movie. I would rather watch <laughs> Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Oh damn! <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? Um, the Ice Age. The Hulk. Blade, He's a Blade better villain. He's a better villain than Steppenwolf. Blade Runner. Any anyone is a. Oh, anyone. It's is... still in theaters. Go. Yeah, go. Yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is still in theaters. Go see that instead. Yeah. No, this. Yeah. Go see, go see it's Thor. not this movie, but it's it's good. Go see Thor. Thor does the, Thor does the Thor. generic. I am the I am the end of the world guy. Way better than this movie. With a better horse. So much better. Yeah, Surtur and Thor is so much better. It's just such... It's got much better writing. It's funny and it's self-aware. And Justice League is none of the above. So. Look, just, wa- just go watch fucking... Like, just go watch Eagle Justice League... Eagle Shark. No, just go watch the original... <laughs> just go watch the Justice League cartoon. It's a much better use of your time. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I have to agree. Uh, let's let's see what else is in theaters now. Um, g- Murder on the watch, Orient Express. Go watch. Yeah, go watch Murder on the Orient. Go watch Geostorm. Geostorm no. honestly seems like more fun. Oh god. If you're gonna go see Geostorm, I go highly watch, recommend. What is this? Like, what is Howard no Lovecraft in the Undersea Kingdom? Hold on. That sounds fun. That does sound. Fun. What is Howard Lovecraft in the Undersea Kingdom? Actually, no. You know what? I, I've I've got a uh, great movie to watch instead of this. X Men. Okay. If you want the team coming right, together, yeah. watch X Men. Yep. Yeah. If you're feeling like I... a glut for punishment, go watch X Men: The Last Stand. It's still better than this shit. Um, Howard Lovecraft: The Undersea Kingdom is a sequel to Howard Lovecraft and the Frozen Kingdom, <laughs> which was released last year. <laughs> John has found us a really terrible B-movie that you could also go and see that's of a similar quality to Justice League. This sounds much better, and this also sounds like exactly John's jam. Anyway, I think we should wrap up here, so I've been Sylvia Emery. You guys can follow me on Twitter at DoubleDocMD. And I've been Annie Neller, and as always, you guys can follow me at, at Lights and Music on Instagram. John? I will continue to be John Donahue on into the distant future, hopefully. Uh, hopefully I, my identity won't get erased or something. Anyway, I don't follow me on social media because I don't really have a presence. Yeah. Anyway, so um, please, you know, uh, join our Discord, like and share and subscribe. Thank you for listening. We value uh, all our listeners and we're grateful that you guys are sticking around. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. We got a Patreon, we got a Facebook, we got a Twitter, just, you know, all the links are in the show notes. And seriously, come join on the Discord, we're going to be talking about this shit. You guys can yell at me if I'm wrong, or laugh at my jokes, 
Or tell John he's... Or not. You know what? Or not laugh at his jokes because joke crimes and joke jail, Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> team, team John, team oh my Doc, God. Let's, let's fucking do this shit. But no, seriously. Oh my God. Doc, Doc, the tagline for <laughs> Howard Lovecraft in the Frozen Kingdom is a joke worthy of you. <laughs> for Howard, things are about to get relay crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And anyways, oh as always, God. our our intro music was uh, Trouble by Ipso Factopus. Uh, you can find a link to their band camp there. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Watch yourself. Bye. It's not your